You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Well, there you go. That is the sound prop for our next segment, which is Straight Talk. My name is Father Richard Kunst. I'm here with Cindy Jennings, my co-host, and we are coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, the St. James campus of the Stella Maris uh, Catholic School. St. James is my parish. We are just talking to Corbett Gauthier, a, a phenomenal artist about uh, um, uh, his, his work in churches. And now it's your turn to make phone calls with questions. You can call 877-795-0122 or... You can also put it on Facebook. Now, when you when you have a question, it can be on anything. It can be anything about our faith, anything that's going on in the world, any uh, bits of advice, usually on a theological level. That's why they always have us priests doing these things. And normally I've always had a, another priest that has been a, a co-host with me and helped me out if I can't answer a question, but I'm kind of on my own. Cindy, you might be able to chime in if I, if I don't know a theological answer, Cindy. <laughs> You, Father Ryan, I always used to like Google it on his phone. Uh, no way! So, I will. I won't do that to you. Oh, you can Google it in I case know. I'm right or I'm wrong. Very, but... I'm submissive to you as oh, a no, church no, leader, no, no, and so oh, you better know it all. Come on, now, now you're making me <laughs> feel awkward. You better have it 100. percent So you're correct. submissive to me, huh? I think. Well, huh, I try to. Be. <laughs> I'm going to try and take advantage of this now. She is one of my parishioners, and so so uh, I'm a, that's that's interesting. I, I'm going to write this down on this uh, date. Hey. As, if you, Cindy Jennings said, I am submissive to you, Father Rich. And so it's like, okay, all right, if I needed a certain errand run or something like that, I can give you a call. I would do it. Yes. Wow, really? That's true. Yeah. That's you need food? I bring it to you. I've brought you food before. You have. Yeah. Uh, got to take care of your priest. Those, um, uh, those, those ribs that you brought. That one Tigs. Time. Yeah, Tix don't ribs. No, don't uh, don't um, uh, stop. No doing, don't stop doing that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is your opportunity. This is I like to think of this as uh, the listeners' part of the show, uh, and as I've said all along, uh, this segment always gets questions at the end of the segment. If uh, you know, I mean, people are sitting there listening, him and a hi. I got a question. Am I going to call it in or not? And then they do it when there's like five minutes left, and there's five other questions that are so submit your questions early. You can do that, again, by calling 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. You don't even have to go on the air. You can just give your question to the person that answers the phone, and they will actually give it over to us if you don't feel comfortable being on the air. Or if you don't comfortable feel comfortable being on the air, you can go to our Facebook page and uh, also submit a question there. And so... This is really a half hour that is yours. This is you. You dictate how this um, uh, how this uh, half hour of the show goes by your questions. So while we're waiting for the first question, yeah, which should come very soon, listeners. Hint, hint. <laughs> yes, this is your time to call in. Uh, what are we going to do this week? So tomorrow, things have changed in the state of Minnesota. And maybe oh, for other states. Are we talking about like the... We're uh, talking about the church. Okay, all right. Um, are yeah. we going back the whole to... whole COVID thing. You mean? Yeah. Okay. I know this only affects a portion of our listeners, but will we be back at 50%? Well, I mean, it's, it is, it's it's kind of like a red herring. I don't know if I'm using that term correctly or not, but uh, uh, so we're at, we're at technically 25% right now. I've been, I'll say it publicly, I've kind of violated that a little bit. I've been doing one third because that's how we originally set it up. But the the rule is still six feet of social distancing. So 
whether it's a third or 25% or 50%, our churches can only have so many people if you're doing six feet of distancing. So to throw out the idea, oh, now our church is going to be half, you know, can be used halfway uh, is is ridiculous because we're still stuck at the six foot of distancing. So there's there's only so much room in the church to where people can sit. And so it's like, you know, to say, oh, now you can do 50% is, to me, is kind of a joke. You know, it's like, let's, you know, we're, we're, we're at basically at the capacity that we can when we when we do the Facebook distancing thing. Now, here at St. James, we're a little bit different because we have so much scaffolding up that we've got a lot of pews out. And so that scaffolding is actually coming down starting tomorrow. So then we're going to add a lot more pews, which is going to, at St. James anyhow, our capacity is going to be much higher than what it has been. Yeah, that'll be good. We ha- we were kind of maxed out last Sunday. We were counting uh, for was, you. Oh, how many did we have? It was last? like 53. Okay, well, I mean, we had a pretty good parish, pretty good-sized parish here, but because of our scaffolding is so uh, so all over the place, yeah, we're really limited. But I was actually pleased with that because our numbers coming in at my two churches anyhow has been have been very small. We're two weekends into this, and so uh, of course, when you uh, bring your family, that's already half of our capacity. That's true. Which is, which is a good thing. <laughs> hey, I didn't take thing. them all this time, but I don't, you know why? Because I don't want to feel like I'm hogging it. Like if there's other people that want to go, I can go on another day. Yeah, you but, know? I mean, you so only take one it's few. Full. So it's full. You only yeah. take one few. But anyhow, you call, uh, again, we're waiting for listeners, uh, 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, or on Facebook. Uh, again, or you can call with a question about anything. Anything that's on your mind, the world is a crazy place these days. And so, uh, you know, maybe For things sure. that are going on from your standpoint of from the faith and how you how you observe what's going on, anything uh, that you want to that you want to just bounce off of a priest or have a, a, even a theological take on. That's eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. There is a lot of excitement going on. At, I mean, I I like talking about you know what's going on here because of the excitement and. You noticed, I mean, you had a hard time finding a way to get into the church today, didn't you? I did. I had to just search it out, and I found it. Yeah, First store I went to, I was like, yeah, I think it's this one. Because the parking lot is off it's limits gone. now. It's done. At St. James, we had a very small parking lot to begin with, and so we are enlarging the parking lot. And basically, over the uh, with the help of some very generous parishioners, we have uh, been able to acquire houses on the block and then, um, uh, and then you know, uh, enlarge our parking lot so the houses just came down at least three four of them came down just yesterday so already it's like the block looks like a totally different place but it's a mess i didn't even go that way but so, so i mean i saw it. a little bit of it but not i didn't know all yeah. of them were down it's crazy or, well there's there's some you, there's still two houses that are up wow. but yeah and so I'm that's so exciting. that's exciting and that's going to go throughout the summer uh and so it's actually kind of a nice thing that we have can only have small crowds because the parking lot is not there anymore and so no. at least through the summer and then what corbett was just talking about and what we're doing inside the church is beautiful as well. I can't wait for that to be to be done. Just to, not to be done. Not that I'm lacking patience, but it's going to be beautiful when it's completed. I am. Come on, hurry it'll, it up. It'll, it'll be a transformed place. There's no doubt. This parish, St. James and Duluth. So eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Talk to us anything about the COVID thing. I think that we all have a little bit of COVID COVID fatigue, so maybe not about that. If you don't want to. But the riots, what's going on in the world? I mean, the, the fun, the police stuff, you know, I mean, you know, I don't want to get political here. You know, it's not about partisanship, but, you know, you can talk about any of the, the crazy stuff that's happening in the world. And how does it, how does it come? How does our faith compute, you know, in, in, in all this stuff? So 
don't be afraid. Don't be shy of your questions. If you are afraid and shy and you have a question, just call it in and you don't have to be on the air. That's 877-795-0122 or on our Facebook page. We're still waiting for caller number one. Sometimes I kind of think that I'd like to uh, have, like, you know how in the, I don't know if they still do this, but on the radio, it's like the seventh caller, they get a prize or something like that. Oh, yeah. We should do like the first caller. Or the first two callers get a prize, but I don't know what the prize would be. Just get people um, actually. Yeah, that would be a good idea. A we could put them like reserve seating for Reser- Oh yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You get. You're one promised of the pews. this pew yeah, for the, two weeks. And this day and age, that's actually quite valuable. <laughs> but you know, going back to what you were saying, I I was a little bit surprised. I'll say, uh, Cindy, that that when we first opened up, that our crowds were so tiny. I think that we. I think that we truly. I think that our society, not just our, the whole world, did a really good job, and I mean this tongue-in-cheek, at making us afraid of each other on how we responded to everything. I agree. And, and so, it, so everybody's really slow at coming back. Well, you know, they say it takes six weeks to create a habit, and it's a habit of being stuck at home. And yeah. so, yeah. And being afraid I, of being close to others. Being close to others. I have, that's part, partly why I want to be here every week. And I, for myself... I'm an outgoing person, but I had to push myself to get outside my door sometimes, which has never been like me. I used to love to do everything. Now I'm like, no, you have to do this. You have to get back into it. Mm-hmm. And slowly I'm in it and I'm starting to feel normal again. But it really, you just have to push yourself to right. get past that. So I'm hoping that's what's going to happen with the church. Now there was an article posted, I think yesterday about, will the people come back to the Catholic church, which I didn't mm-hmm. quite understand because like I think people are missing church right. and they yeah. want it. Yes, they can sit at home, but they're not getting the Eucharist. Right. And yeah. there's something there with, you know, as, as Catholics that we it's a ten- have it's like, such a relationship. Yeah. It's like a tension in a lot of people. There's a fear tension. What we've, the six weeks or 10 weeks of this habit formed. And then the, 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 the true sincere desire for the Eucharist. And there is that tension with a lot of people. I remember the first weekend uh, that we opened up in, and uh, not too many people were here, unfortunately, but there was one guy who I don't even know his name. He's a prisoner. I don't even know his name. And uh, and he was almost to tears. And he said, I have needed this for so long and so bad. And he was like, he was like shook. He was, tr- he was truly shook by having been away from the Eucharist for that long. And it's like, I recognize the guy. I see the guy every week, but I didn't know how strong that faith was. And so it was just a great, it was a great witness to me to hear that and how much of a desire that so many of our listeners I'm sure have about going to be able to receive the Eucharist. And so, you know, it's okay to be afraid, you know, but you know, I, I like, you know, one of my brother priests in the diocese here uh, wrote in, you know, one of his ramblings and in, uh, in his bulletin. You just gave it away thing. when you said rambling. Oh, that's, well, that's me. <laughs> I, I call him ramblings. And so <laughs> it, it wasn't me. I didn't write this, but another priest said, uh, he started off in his little bulletin blurb. He said, I am a Catholic. I live to be with God in the next life. I am not afraid, you know. And so it's like, okay, oh, I like that, you know. I and, and I'm paraphrasing him, but I like that idea. It's like, you know what? We are people of faith, and is is there room for fear? Absolutely, because there's fear of the unknown. But we're not here for this life. We are not here. This life is for the sole purpose to get to the next life. And so, the Eucharist is the most sure way that Christ gave us to be close to Him in this life. And so, while there is room for fear fine. That's okay. But it cannot dictate who we are, especially in how we live our faith. 
Is it bad to ask you a question? I mean, it doesn't no, have to be political. Because nobody else, is, nobody else is asking questions. Come on, people. 877-795-0122. I'll say that again. 877-795-0122 or via Facebook. Go ahead, Cindy. I guess I'm just wondering what you think of with all this writing. I mean, we are in the center of it, Minnesota. We this are. This is where it's all going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, any thoughts on that? Any we, good, well, uh, like, in helpful? Minis- in Minnesota, we're in the center of both of these stories because the bishops of uh, Minnesota were, as far as I know, the only bishops in the country that defied their governor. And so the governor said, nope. And they said, guess what? Yep, we're opening the church, the churches. And Amen. so... Uh, um, Kudos and God blessings to the bishops of the state of Minnesota who had uh, a backbone against our governor. And so kudos to our bishops and our church leaders here in the state of Minnesota. And so we were kind of in the center of that. And now, of course, we're in the center of the whole, you know, the George Floyd thing and the in the, the the Black Lives Matter and, and the, the rioting. It all started right here in Minnesota, which is, you know, I mean, yeah, Minnesota's kind of been the epicenter of both of these places and of both of these big stories that have been been working out with religious liberty and then, you know, race relations and the police officers and so on and so forth. And so it's really close to home. We kind of get the front seat, you know, here in the state of Minnesota and watching all this stuff because we've become the epicenter of both of these stories. And, and so I don't know what your question was. Just where do we find comfort for what's going on? How do we... I don't know. I see a lot of people posting stuff. You know, yeah. Facebook is getting hard to be on. I mean, I we would, need yeah. light on yeah. Facebook. Right. However, there's so much, you know, I just have a lot of friends who are broken right now. And mm-hmm. I just maybe something that will pick them up. Yeah, and, um, I am. I am purposely not on Facebook for that very. Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm not on because there's so much darkness and divisiveness on Facebook and anger and hatred. Actually, yeah, we can use it for light and for good, but we have to be very deliberate about that, you know. And so, you know, I mean, I'm hearing people say, "Turn off the news for a couple of weeks; you're going to be in a much better mood." And I can understand that too, you know. I'm a news junkie, but uh, so I have to watch news because it's like my habit. I think it's a good idea to get rid of the news for a while. I mean, we are in very dark times. Don't feed it, you know. And thank goodness that our churches are open. You know, you don't come to the Eucharist. You don't have to just come to the church when there's Mass. Our churches are open where the Eucharist is so you can come and find peace. If you spend 10 minutes in silence in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament, it's going to change you. You will walk out of that church after just 10 minutes in silence in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament in a much more calm position than you were when you came in and so take advantage of our churches that are open take advantage of the eucharist even if you feel like you're uncomfortable about going during mass uh you shouldn't be but even if you are come to the churches we're in such a dark time right now we need the eucharist we definitely need it but we need you calling in as well 877-795-0122 i can i can spot off and pontificate for a half hour easily but we want you to call in this is your segment. Don't be afraid. Don't wait for the last five minutes of the segment to answer, to, to make your phone calls, 877-795-0122, or on our Facebook page. Is that it, Cindy? Was that your only question? <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm endless questions, but oh, yeah. sometimes they get a little over the line, so I'll keep it. Well, you know, I mean, the thing know. is that, I mean, it's very easy to become partisan, isn't it? You it know, is. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's amazing how... It's amazing how everything becomes partisan. It's amazing how a pandemic became partisan. But you bet it is a partisan issue now. It's amazing how rioting and and police departments have become partisan. But you bet it is a hugely... We live in a partisan world. We live in a very split society. There is no doubt about it. 
and both sides are dug in because they both sincerely believe that they're correct. And uh, I remember, you know, my uh, when I was in college, I went to a, a uh, my my degree was in political science, and I remember one of our professors in poli sci. He said. He said, there's basically no difference, and this was back in the 80s, I'm not going to date myself totally, but in the 80s, he said, he said, in this day and age, there's basically no difference between Democrats and Republicans. That was in the 1980s. Fast forward to 2020, there is a huge difference between the parties. That, that, that guy could never say that today. And so we have become so partisan, we've become such a, such a society of, of, of of dualism, of, of left and right, good and bad, and, and so it's just such a splintered society. What was said in a political science class in the 1980s to me does not compute today. There's no doubt. But call 877-795-0122, and I think we've got a caller coming in here pretty quick. We'll just wait for that caller to, to get ready, but you can call 877-795-0122, or you can go to us on our Facebook page. All right, so yeah. Anyhow, it is. Um, uh, uh, we got a couple of questions actually coming in, so we'll have one that is just a uh, a question that I'll read, and then there's another question that's going to be on the phone here eventually. But uh, don't hesitate to call eight seven seven. I'm glad that we're finally getting some questions eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, and of course that is a toll free number, or you can uh, do it via Facebook. Yeah, we're definitely in a time where. We're in much more need of prayer. I mean, it's all you can always say that. Well, we need prayer all the time, but you can't. You can't. You have to be living under a rock right now to uh, to think that we don't need uh, prayer right now in a very particular way. All right, uh, it's we're in, we're in we're in rough times right now, and so uh, anyhow, I'm still I'm just waiting on these calls. To see, I don't see the green come out. Maybe Eli can. Oh, we just lost a caller. It looks like, but anyhow. I think, though, like this is a time for us to just rise up to pray more. I mean, when things feel awful, the best thing you can do is pray. And um, when I get frustrated, especially on Facebook, I just step back and like repeat, love thy neighbor, love thy neighbor, pray for your enemies, right? Or pray for people who you feel are in the wrong. And I think it's a great chance to just do more praying, but more deeper prayer, a different prayer than our normal. we, exactly, we need that. Prayer now, life. It, it looks like um, it looks like we do have a caller. Is that line one? Is that Alice from Bismarck? Is she on the line? Alice, are you there? Hello. Oh, hi, Alice. What do you um, have? Uh, what well, do you? Have, what's your question? And thanks for calling, by the way. You were talking about the darkness, and um, I just thought about how um, happy it made me feel when I read that um, letter from. Archbishop Vigano to President oh, Trump, mm-hmm. and um, I just—I think maybe other people would—it would make them happy too. Um, it just, just was so consoling, you know. And mm-hmm. he addressed that, you know, that he just, you know, kind of laid it on the line and said that, right. you know, this is a battle between light and dark, and and. He just he just really put it out there, and I just um, I think it would maybe help other people too. Yeah, Alice, that's great. I read that as well, so it's I'm sure you can get it online anywhere. It's probably all over on the internet right now. It's just a letter from uh, Archbishop Vigano to the president, and outlined basically what you're saying. You know, I mean, there was something that G.K. It kind of as you were talking, Alice, something that G.K. Chesterton wrote early in the 20th century that kind of uh, struck me is that. Um, uh, 
we as Catholics were way too afraid, I think, to speak out. And uh, G.K. Chesterton said that the problem with Catholics these days is that nobody's trying to kill them. And so, uh, you know, that was kind of a tongue-in-cheek that, you know, I mean, Catholics are just with society like everybody else. But, you know, Catholics and Christians in general, we need to stand out. We are in dark times. And so, yeah, uh, Archbishop Vigano's letter to, to President Trump was very, very good. And so I appreciate that, Alice, and it's good that we do have uh, people that stand up for our faith. So thank you very much, Alice, for calling. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Right. Looks like online too. We have Judy from Or, uh, yeah, from Or, right from in our diocese. Judy, are you online? Yes, I am. What's I was your hoping question? to be the first caller. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should have called like three minutes before that. I know she could yeah. have that pew reserved. <laughs> no. In Or. Okay, what's I your, do have a question. question. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, what's my question? Yes. Um, well, this is really off the off of the subjects of what you've been that's, talking about. That's but okay. My question I'm is, okay, where is my soul compared to mind, body, and spirit? Is it my spirit? I'm just not sure how to relate to myself as to where is my soul? Or, you know, could, could you right. tell me? Well, okay, so your soul is not, it's not anywhere necessarily. So let, let me, let me, okay, let me, let me answer it this way. It is theologically correct to say that God is nothing. Okay? He is no thing. God is spirit. Okay? He's not a thing. We would say the same thing in regards to your soul. Your soul is not a thing, so it doesn't take up a space to be in a place. All right? So souls are, you don't, you, our soul, we would say, uh, obviously, our soul, we are animated, our bodies are animated by our soul. You know, but our soul is not a thing. So, the moment, the I remember, I remember this was National Enquirer stuff years and years ago. It was somebody on National. It was a cover of National Enquirer. It said the weight of your soul is because they were testing bodies that had just died and what their weights were. And as soon as somebody took their last breath, there's like this tiny, tiny little bit of a weight change in the body. I don't know how they did that, but it was the National Enquirer, so take it for a grain of salt. But the weight, there's no weight to your soul because your soul is nothing. It's not a thing, all right? So it's not as, as okay. where it is, but it is, it's who you are. You know, it's your, your soul, your body is going to be buried. So really you know, it would be my but, spirit. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can it enter. My you spirit, can, my, I think my spirit is my animation. Pe- people, you, people can, depends on the context, but people use the term spirit and soul in different ways. From the Catholic standpoint, we, terminology, we use soul. But some people would say, well, your spirit might be your attitude, you know, but. Uh, so that's not necessarily the soul per se. The soul is what is what, what is what's immortal. All right, and so the soul is okay. what's going to last forever. And so it's not in a particular okay. place. I'd say it's can, it's defined within us at this moment until we die, and our, then it's with God. If that makes any sense. Okay. Yes, it does. All right. Thanks a lot, Thank Judy. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks a lot, Judy. So we actually like calls like that. I mean, you know, we don't have to stick. With a uh, uh, with a theme, you know, I mean, we can we can do. A, uh, to, I like questions that come from all different angles, and so um, uh, by all means, if it doesn't have to be on the whole COVID stuff that we're talking about, but we do have a question from uh, Facebook that I'm going to take. Stephanie, uh, Stephanie's on Facebook. Do you want to read that for us? Uh, Sorry, where are we? Right, right there <laughs> on Facebook. Oh, I don't know how this works yet. Go ahead. Can and read you that. talk a little about a little bit about how a praying literature liturgy Lit- of the hours? What time? What about the options? Is it correct 
to only pray morning and evening prayers, things like that. Many of us lay folk uh, have been taking this up, though no instruction manual. Some of us find it confusing. Okay, thank you very much, Stephanie. So what Stephanie is referring to is the Liturgy of the Hours. It's actually got a lot of different names. But the Liturgy of the Hours is basically it's the official prayer of the church. It's the official prayer of the church. And uh, um, this is one of the promises that priests make when they're ordained, actually when they're ordained deacons, that they will be faithful to the Liturgy of the Hours. St. Paul in the scriptures speaks about praying always. So the church is always praying. So the the, the uh, liturgy of the hours is called the hours because it's based on the hours of the day. So the church is always praying. So the hinge hours that they refer to is the morning and evening prayer. Those are the real most important ones. They're all important, but those are what's called the hinge hours. But we have daytime prayer, nighttime prayer, uh, office of reading. So there's prayers all throughout the day. And so uh, for lay people to take it up, which is great. I love when lay people do that. Uh, it's very complicated. Uh, it, it took a few years in seminary to, to really figure it all out. But I'd, I'd encourage Stephanie and anybody else going into the Liturgy of the Hours and getting used to it to talk the, to their priest and to really get it down. So uh, we have, we have uh, I don't know who came first. We'll take, um, uh, was it Phil? Was Phil there? Right. Okay, I'll take Rachel first. All right, so uh, Rachel, you're on, you're from Duluth. Welcome to Real Presence Live. I am, Father Rich. Thank you so much for allowing me to ask you a question. I guess what I'm thinking is, I just want to know how to approach all of this crisis as an opportunity. You know, what message should we as individuals give that reflects, you know, Christianity, that reflects the Church? Because, you know, my my flesh wants to react by politics, fear, security— and I think if we take the emotion out of that and look for where is the Christian message, I think it's easier to keep our peace and easier. So yep. I'm just wondering if you could kind of just kind of give us a right. you know a summary of what you think. I'm a I'm a political animal myself. My past is politics. That's what, before <laughs> I'm a priesthood, and so it's very easy to go there for me and to get. And then you get all mm-hmm. tensed up and get angry. But you know, if we look at it just from the faith standpoint. You know, I mean, who was it? It was Mother Teresa, or I can't remember, or, or Saint Teresa. I can't remember. Somebody said, "God, if this is how you treat your friends, no longer, no wonder why you have so few." That was Saint Teresa of Avila, and uh, and then Mother Teresa said, "Mother Teresa said, um, uh, uh, she said, I know you only give me as much as I can handle. I just wish you didn't trust me so much." That's what she said about God, and so uh, and so it's like we should take our faith amid the trials and difficulties and say, "Okay, you know, God has allowed this to happen for a purpose, and what good mm-hmm. can come from it." I do like what my brother priest said. It's like, I'm a Catholic. I recognize that this is, I'm not made for this life. You know, and so if we look at the trials and tribulations of, <clears throat> of this life, then if we, then we'll, um, uh, we, and we look at just from the faith, just look from the faith standpoint and not from the political standpoint. And so just faith, mm-hmm. that's where you're going to get peace with. But so, so thank you very much, Rachel, for that call. I got another full uh, uh, question sure. coming up. So thank you, Rachel. Phil, are you online there with us? Phil is on Facebook. I'm going to read Phil's question. Can we follow the example of the saints, <clears throat> in particular St. D- Damien of Molokai, in dealing with our uh, fear of COVID? Absolutely, Phil. I love the example that you give. St. Damien of Molokai, he was uh, you know, late 1800s, mid-1800s. He traveled from Belgium <clears throat> all the way to Hawaii back in the day. That can imagine how big of a trip that was. Strictly to go to the island of Molokai, which was a, um, a, a leper colony. 
he went there and totally submersed his life to take care of the lepers to give them to, for spiritual uh, to, to spiritual support for them. And so uh, he is a great saint for the Saint Damien of Molokai to pray for courage, to pray, to read about him, hear about his example. Incredible. Damien of Molokai is a great saint for today. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we got a lot of questions coming in. We're almost done to the end of the segment. I'll just ask this one right here. Noah from Duluth, my brother wants to know if and when you die, can you come back to earth and visit your family? Only if God allows it. That's not the way God does it normally. But if God allows it, he can allow anything he wants. And so, uh, so yeah, let me see. What do you think when the greatest blessing will be? What was the greatest blessing that comes out of COVID-10 virus? Um, I, I hope it brings a lot more people closer to God. That's what I hope is the blessing. All right. So I didn't get to all the questions. Like I said, it happens every time people come at the very end and then we get bombarded. You have to start coming at the beginning. Uh, so anyhow, it's been a great um, uh, straight talk. When we get back from our break, we're going to go to break. We're going to be talking uh, to Father Josh Waltz and John Berger about a very popular consecration, a consecration that's getting more and more popular. And uh, so that will be our, uh, um, uh, uh, our segment right after the break that we are going into right now. One, two, three, go. Go. 